You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. The free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode up in Stillwater, Oklahoma today. Go Pokes for everyone listening. It's a weird year. We can't go to games. We can't tailgate, but there's a game this weekend, and we're going to win, and we're going to stay undefeated. And for those of you that are OU fans, you, well... I apologize for the bad year you're having. It's really sad. But anyway, we can all come together and love Oklahoma football. But the reason I am up in Stillwater today, I am with Terry Kinnick-Arnold to talk about the business that she has. And we're in the workshop right now. And thankfully, the the boys have gone to lunch, so it's nice and quiet. Um, but we just had a nice little tour. And you guys' company is called Kennel and Crate. And if you've ever been on social media and on Instagram and you've seen scrolling down and you see beautiful dogs in inside beautiful kennels that look like furniture this is exactly what it is um beautiful handmade custom ordered kennels and houses for your pups so i appreciate you having me up here today and give me a little tour and excited to hear more about the story and you were just telling me a little bit about you know the kinnick name we're on kinnick road this is you know this this is a family business and and you know totally all about made in oklahoma that that i've said this up today uh i mean first of all thanks for coming on the podcast and, and tell tell us about this land that we're on today well thanks for coming out so we are on 160 acres that my grandparents have had in the family since uh, the late 20s so this is where we grew up this is where we came for summers this is where we learned to garden we picked blackberries yeah. and wild grapes with my grandmother and you know got pecans you know picked up pecans from the ground and fished in the pond and and this is home so the guys in the workshop always think it's funny when my cousins come up and we'll go out walking in the field and they're like what are you doing and I have to remind them you know this is home for us so it's great you know getting to drive up here every day and and have that bit of nostalgia and have that connection Mm -hmm. to the family yeah so family is born and raised in Stillwater Oklahoma got a lot of family born and raised here um I was actually born in Tulsa but Mm -hmm. got a lot of family here um my uncle, Tom Kinnick, was a, a teacher here in Stillwater. His wife, Priscilla Kinnick, was a teacher here in Stillwater. Um, all my aunts and uncles went to high school here. Uh, I lived in Stillwater for a little while, and, um, you know, it's just it's just coming home every time yeah. I come to work. Yeah. So you still live in Tulsa today and drive over? I actually live outside of Oklahoma City, okay. so love the new Kickapoo Turnpike. Oh, yes. It's, it is it is very good. Uh, but you said, so you were born in Tulsa, and you grew up in Tulsa? Then? Grew up in Tulsa, did, did, did live in Stillwater for a few years, uh-huh. so went to uh, Highland Park Elementary and then went to middle school for a little while so yeah. before we moved back to Tulsa. Do you go back to Tulsa for college? I did. I went to the University of Tulsa for my uh, bachelor degree and then got my graduate degree at Oklahoma City University. Nice. 
Yeah. Go stars. There's a lot yeah, of friends. I have the worst collection of mascots <laughs> in the history of mascots. So I was a Dutchman, yeah. a Golden Hurricane, and a star. And a star. So there's not a, a yeah. warrior or a pirate or no. a cougar in the bunch. Because they changed to from Chiefs to Stars. They didn't did. They? they did. Yeah. Because so. I went to SNU. So SNU changed from, I think, Redskins to, S- to Crimson Storm. Um, before my time but they did change uh for the better with everything that's going on right now it's uh my wife's side of the family is uh cheyenne arapaho and i've me being from the uk originally i knew nothing about that um but the stuff that i've learned in the artwork and her granddad we just sold her granddad's house and he had a shop in the backyard and he made bronze statues and like all indian artwork and it was amazing oh, i was unbelievable to see all that stuff um wish i got to meet him but yeah the whole you know culture and it's there's so many stories in oklahoma that i love but so went to you know went to tulsa went to ocu what was the plan after you graduated then I spent 25 years in the oil and gas business, so okay. I bounced back and forth between uh, Houston and Dallas and then uh, got a job in... My company moved me from Houston to Oklahoma City, and I just ended up never leaving. I met my husband and, and stayed in Oklahoma City, Yeah. So, but, which was great because that brought me back closer to family, and, and you know, we, have, we have a great big family, and love to hang out together and and you know one of my cousins is my best friend so it's great well this place is much better than being in houston right houston's busy for someone who hates traffic houston's busy (laughs) well when i lived in houston it was actually when the traffic pattern made a difference and so i lived inside the loop and worked out west so it wasn't bad and there actually was an express bus route that ran that picked up in front of my apartment and dropped off in front of my office building so so it couldn't have been any better yeah it was it was great but but no i i'm 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 a big fan of both dallas and houston so 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 you come back to oklahoma city uh you know you you meet husband all that stuff you you did 25 years in the oil industry and this land that we're on right now was that when there was buildings on it and you guys were leasing out yeah we built a small industrial park several years ago um my father was uh heavily involved in that with all of his aunts and uncles when he passed away i took over uh, his you know his uh, voting share in the family company um, my brother and i share the the property but uh, i get the vote so da- dad knew dad knew who the smart one was <laughs> Your brother's going to be listening to this as he's driving. He knows. He knows. <laughs> no, honestly, it was a matter of geography. I live yeah. here. He lives in California. So okay. but I still like to poke yeah. him. Oh, that must be interesting for him to be in California right now. I'm sure you're having some interesting conversations. Is he moving back? Is he moving to Austin? Like the media is <laughs> telling everyone that everyone in California is doing. So uh, all of my houses are divided. So yeah. my my home front is, uh, you know, I having grown up some in Stillwater, I root for OSU. My husband roots for OU. I'm a blue dot in a red state. Mm-hmm. He's all red state. Yeah. My brother is, he is all he is very Republican, and so, yeah, so uh, we don't talk about religion or politics uh, at family gatherings. We have plenty of other things to talk about, thank goodness. Yeah, it's that, I think every family should follow that rule because it's just not worth it. It is absolutely not worth yeah. it, and, you know, uh, we have big family Thanksgiving at my house, which obviously we're not having this year, but uh, we did have a, a 
we've got an interesting family so we had some Occupy Democrat sign and you know <laughs> and and uh, it, it was pretty funny but uh, uh, you know we we truly our family is huge yeah. and diverse and the great thing is we have love for one another but for example you know my brother is completely Republican I've got uncles that are completely Republican and then one of my cousins is a uh, you know a civil rights attorney in New York City I mean he has some of the really nice you know uh, liberal cause uh, cases so yeah. like I said we, we we have plenty of other things to talk interesting about interesting discussions yeah, for sure yeah. um, so so the candle and crate stuff um, tell me the story about how you guys get involved with that and, and how you go from being in the oil and gas industry to you know building custom cabinets for, for pups and, well, and animals and kids and stuff like that. Well, not kids, I guess. Some no. kids, maybe. We'll see. I'm not a parent. Can you tell? Uh. Yeah, I do get a lot of grandparents send me pictures of their grandkids in the kennel with the dogs and say, isn't this cute? You can post this. No, no, I, I can't post that. <laughs> looks like a kid's jail cell. I can't yeah. do that. No, I can't yeah. do that. So, uh, no, I, like I said, I spent uh, 20 plus years in the oil and gas industry and you know there's a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions and and uh, after going through uh, an acquisition where my job actually moved to Tulsa there was a lot of uh, discussion about should we move to Tulsa or not and ultimately I took the package that they offered and and uh, just really kind of wanted to do something else yeah. and so I really kind of looked around for some opportunities one of my friends had started this business with their husband out of their garage and once they you know they were very successful with the business and it grew out of their garage and they needed more workspace and so they came to uh Kinnick Properties, and they started leasing space from us, and the business just continued to grow. So I got involved with the business side just from the kennel and crate originators mm -hmm. Uh, leasing space from us and so an opportunity came up uh, for us to buy the company uh, and so we did that in uh, July of 2018 and we've just continued to grow the business since yeah. then so yeah. you know social media really helps us we do um, I'm on TikTok now so yeah I mean yeah, yeah I'm 50 something years old and and I've got a TikTok account so yeah it's crazy yeah tell me tell me about that tell me about I know because it's for a lot of people listening might bring some value to them that you know that they're they're in their 50s they've run family businesses or they've been in the business uh, and their business may be declining but they see these social medias kicking off how how was that for you and the transition and and just diving into it how how was that experience you know facebook i had been on facebook as just a casual yeah. user and Luckily, I had some guidance from uh, some other friends who had promoted their businesses on Facebook. So I just really was able to take over the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I actually do virtually all of the Facebook posts uh, and running our Facebook group. I actually do that myself. I have help with... Unknown caller. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. <laughs> So I have help with uh, the other platforms, um, but I do do almost all the Facebook posts myself. Mm -hmm. Instagram, 
I still feel lost on Instagram. And when somebody says DM me, I have a moment of angst because I have to remember how to do that. Yeah. It's been really interesting, uh, just kind of opening up on social media. Uh, we have uh, almost 39,000 Facebook followers mm-hmm. and our uh, Instagram following, I think we're somewhere in around the 18,000 yeah. mark. Uh, TikTok, which I just did like a week ago, because one of our customers posted a video that got a lot of traction on TikTok Mm -hmm. and our kennel was in the video. So people were asking about the kennel. So in order to facilitate some communication with the people who saw it on TikTok, I now have a TikTok account. Um, But the, the, there was a little fear when you start thinking about having a conversation Mm -hmm. with 39,000 people, you know, obviously, especially today, um, you know, and uh, there are a lot of, um, pitfalls, uh, you're opening yourself up to where, you know, people can say really heinous things Mm -hmm. to you. Um, uh, but it's been remarkably positive. I have been so gratified. Yes. We'll occasionally get some negative comments. Um, but our customers really take care of me because like I said, I am one person with, you know, almost 39,000 Facebook followers. So you can just imagine the volume of comments and messages and questions. So I'm, I'm on Facebook every day, whether, whether I want to be or not, I am on Facebook every day and I will, you know, check Facebook in the afternoon and there will have been an entire conversation Mm -hmm. about the pros and cons of crate training. And we'll have somebody who is very against crate training or who really doesn't understand crate training. And my followers will actually school people on the benefits of crate training, which is very gratifying to me. Um, I do get, uh, you know, sometimes do get a really negative personally directed Mm -hmm. attack. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I found out how to ban users. So Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's the easy, that that is the way to do it. it? Because you're always going to have people who are just not unhappy and they take it out on you just because you're the person that popped up. Yes. And it's, you know, I, sometimes I just kind of ask if, if you're against kennels and crates, why are you on a page called kennel and crate? But, uh, but, but it's been overwhelmingly positive. We have such support. We have people who have followed us for, you know, a few years Mm -hmm. who are like, you know, when I get my next puppy, you know, we're going to get a kennel and, uh, you know, they, they comment on our kennels, they share our kennels. And I'm extraordinarily grateful for that support. Um, you know, some of our customers who are our repeat customers. There's a kennel right here ready for shipping that is kennel number four yeah. uh, for a customer. And, you know, that's very gratifying to me. People are not going to come back and buy this product over and over again unless it's right. absolutely perfect, unless they absolutely love mm-hmm. it. These are handcrafted pieces of furniture. It is not what you can get on Petco or PetSmart or Wayfair. This is not that kind of product. This is a custom piece of furniture that integrates into your house, whether it's with a bookcase on top of it or as part of a desk or a dresser or a kitchen island. So it's unique. Each piece is unique. And to have those repeat customers is just really, really Mm -hmm. satisfying. And, you know, you get to know your customers. Uh, We had a customer who... Uh, ordered a kennel and through the ordering process she disclosed that she was a breast cancer survivor and that she was uh, 
building this kennel with her children in mind that she knew this was something that she would pass down to the children. And so we actually made a um, the pink ribbon. We yeah. did a pink cutout and had it epoxied and just really beautiful and, and had it so she could have that inside one of the drawers on her kennel just to let her know that, that we were thinking about her. And, and uh, you know, we tried to go the extra mile if we have a delivery that's within driving distance a lot of times we'll make the drive ourselves and deliver these kennels because i tell you when i put a kennel on a truck and it goes out the door it's like i've lost a child i mean it is like i worry about that kennel you know yesterday we had a kennel delivered and as soon as i got the delivery notification you know i'm messaging them do you like it do you like it do you like it because i just i have to know i have to know that it arrives safely and that it is that it is Mm -hmm. exactly what the customer wanted and so far, touch wood, um, it's all been great. I've not had uh, an unhappy customer. Yeah. So it's such a personal piece of, of furniture, isn't it? I mean, everyone like that. Dogs are the best. I'm such a dog fan. I had cats growing up. My family had cats, and and then we finally went to dogs. And like, it's just like coming to the states from back home, and and that's the one thing I missed straight away was missing my dogs being back home. And now I have the house and two of my own, and I hate leaving the house without them. You know, I mean, I, it's best for everyone that they don't come with me, probably. But still, you know, it's 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 that personal connection. And then when you see the product that you are making, and it's handmade, and you add little touches like the little ribbons, you know, for breast cancer or, or you know, football team or whatever it is, uh, you know, it's it's not just a like you said a crate that's just been bought off off a website that shows up in 24 hours. This is a custom made piece of furniture that goes to your house, and then if you move houses, like. You you said you repeat buyers they might have a different color scheme in that house mm-hmm. well they need a new crate or their dog collector so, dog, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we do have a shop dog we have an australian shepherd that comes to work every day uh-huh. with one of the guys woodrow uh, if you've looked at our instagram or our facebook you've seen woodrow he's he's beautiful and he's so smart and so sweet i personally have three small dogs uh-huh. i have a senior chihuahua a rat terrier and a chihuahua uh-huh. and they are all rescues and I love them and they have a, their own kennel at home and they yeah. they love it and you know I we get pictures all the time uh, we post quite a few customer pictures of their dogs in the kennels we have a few puppy cats so the dogs mm-hmm. on one side and the cats on the other and we love our puppy cats we have inquiries about building kennels for bunny rabbits and uh, enclosures to pretty up you know, snake tanks sure. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we're happy to work on those special projects, but we have to really do our research and make sure that what we build is safe mm-hmm. and a proper environment for whatever whatever right. type of, of animal wants to go uh, go in the kennel. So, you know, we've done uh, some special projects. We get requests for people who want to put aquariums on top. So we work with an engineer mm-hmm. who makes sure that we're structurally sound because, you know, ca- the aquariums are very heavy. Oh, yeah. And we wouldn't want to put a dog at risk. And, um, you know, and that's one thing uh, as we work through uh, dimensions and design elements with the customer, sometimes I have to make sure that we're taking care of the dog first Mm -hmm. and decor second. Um, 
but most people are, are, are pretty good about that. I have had a customer tell me they needed a 54-inch kennel on the inside, but they only had room for a 48-inch kennel on the outside. And I just really, you know, I thought, are they joking? And, do, you know, do they think I have a TARDIS kennel available? Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've had some, some interesting conversations, but, um, you know, usually we can talk through the details and, mm-hmm. and make something that is beautiful for the home and very comfortable for the dog. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I do have people who are the other way. I don't care what the outside looks like. I, this is what I want on the inside for my yeah. dog. And, and you know, it's, it's always fun. It's always, always fun. And people make crazy requests sometimes and, and, you know, things that we haven't thought about. So we've got a corner kennel under construction right now that the top is actually a two-tier removable top uh, that will serve as a coffee bar so they measured their coffee equipment and you know we really built it to fit their equipment so yeah you know total custom i love it it's awesome uh and the best thing you know back to social media like you having people send you their pictures of their dogs and like that that's the best marketing ever is having someone send you and say hey do you mind if we repost this no go ahead they love it they love, they it. love when you have thirty nine thousand followers and you repost a picture of their dog they do and and so many of our customers are so good about sending us pictures you know we uh had a picture of a, a senior dog posted recently and she looked a little sad in the picture and so people commented mm. you know and, and were sending well wishes for the dog and I assured people that the, yeah. the dog is quite happy and mm-hmm. you know and, and loves her kennel and uh, you know but it, it, it's nice to have that and and what's funny is people will see a dog and they'll ask if the dog is for sale and you know so no you know we don't sell dogs we just sell the furniture for dogs and you know uh, pandemic pups are a real thing oh 100 percent 100 percent and so uh you know people are continuing to empty the shelters which is fantastic you know we we help support uh some of our local rescue groups we're actually active with a fundraiser for the humane society of stillwater Mm -hmm. right now Uh, and of course we'll uh, work with other local uh, organizations uh, mm-hmm. to help support them any way we can, whether it's donating a dog bed for an auction or, yeah. um, you know, providing a kennel for a service dog. You know, we we've, we try to help out the community however we can. Yeah. And and the process. So, you know, you think, uh, gave me a little tour of the shop and show me each process. So, so if someone wants to buy and they go to the website or they see you on Instagram or now even TikTok, they see you and they think, right, I need to reach out. Um, you know, what is the process? How does it, and especially because it's a custom piece. I know you said you have a, a few easier, you know, your every, av- not average, your everyday common, I'm sure your best sellers, but if someone wants a truly custom piece, how, you know, how do they go, go through that? Email or give me a phone call. So yeah. every custom order, I go through all of the details mm-hmm. with the customer to make sure that we have it just right. So you can use the contact us through our website. You can message mm-hmm. me through Facebook, but direct email or a call is absolutely perfect and then so so they they come in say so if i came in and said hey you know what do you require it's all i guess dimensions color wood i know we we just looked at different tile to go on top of the like this it's endless right it is endless so a lot of times we will ask the customer once we get the dimensions figured out you know get making sure that we Mm -hmm. can accommodate the dog's needs get it fit into their into their actual location get it through the doors get it through the hallways that's the first thing and that also is the key to a lot of the pricing then you know is it a single kennel is it a double kennel is it a triple kennel 
but when we start talking about the fun part, the finishes, mm-hmm. a lot of times we will just ask the customer, send us a picture of what you like. So they might send us a picture sure. of an existing piece of furniture that they already own. They might tell us, I want Sherwin-Williams special walnut stain with, you know, yeah. with another color paint over the top that they specify, they will get very specific about uh, their finish. Mm -hmm. Or they can go to our gallery and find one that they like and send it to us and say, you know, I want this one, but I want it, you know, I want it a a shade darker or I want it to be more distressed or less distressed. So we can mimic finishes that uh, customers already have or we can recreate something that we've done before, but everyone is, Mm -hmm. is unique. Everyone is truly a work of art. Yeah. I'm always so impressed with what our team does. Mm, all handmade. And you guys listening, you can hear the guys are getting back to work. We're on a lunch break right now, so it won't be too much longer and uh, and this will be over. But it's, you know, we're sat here looking at looking at the, the stuff that's ready to go out. You know, it's on, it's on crates. It's ready to go and, and shipping all around the country. Yeah, we ship mostly to Florida, New York, and California. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I say that, there are three kennels right behind you that are all going to Texas. So Austin, Seguin, and Houston. Uh, and then I just got another order uh, from Clarksburg, West Virginia, uh, yeah. just before you came in. So we ship all over the country. And uh, we use a furniture moving service. And what's what's been nice about that is the people who are moving those high-end goods, they're moving antique furniture, they're moving motorcycles, they're moving those high-end goods. They are also family-run mom-and-pop businesses. So I get to interact with, with those other businesses. We buy things locally. So we use Pawnee Millworks. Um, you know, we buy our paints and stains from, from local mm-hmm. sources. We buy our metal here from Stillwater Steel. So, you know, we really um, take pride in that whole made in Oklahoma thing. We really take pride in uh, using local distributors. And it helps us make a, a unique product. Yeah. How is that... To that point, the Made in, Oklahoma, Made in Oklahoma program that you guys are involved in, how has that been? What is that like for people listening that maybe have a business and they haven't gotten into it yet, but they're on the edge? What Has it been worth it for you? 100%. I really appreciate everything that Made in Oklahoma does. So we are notified of all kinds of uh, business opportunities, mm-hmm. trade shows, home and garden shows, uh, opportunities to participate in farmer's markets. A lot of the Made in Oklahoma companies are centered around food, so we are a unique mm-hmm. uh, contributor to that Made in Oklahoma family. But I have been so gratified with all of the services that Made in Oklahoma has provided. Uh, they were critical in distributing small business administration information, so when PPP and mm-hmm. the the COVID loans came out. They were a fantastic source of information. They work with um, the Secretary of State. They work with the Agriculture Department. So it's just a lot of really great information. Uh, In going to the trade shows and the home shows, you get to know all of your other vendors and you kind of become a mini family. So the first time I went to the Tulsa Home and Garden Show, uh, which at that year was a four-day event plus set up and tear down. Well, the person who was supposed to help me fell ill, mm-hmm. so I had the whole show by myself, which was 
just demanding in the sense of you have to be there. It's not, yeah. you know, you're, it's not physically demanding once you're No, but you've got to be up. present the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, when can I go to the bathroom? When can I get something to eat? Well, we're on the made in Oklahoma aisle. Everyone around me is made in Oklahoma people. Yeah. They're all Okies, you know? And so I had explained to a couple of them, you know, Hey, I, you know, I'm here by myself. You know, I may ask, you know, I may ask for a favor or something. And they were all joking. I was the only one who brought a sweeper. So I was very popular because they all wanted to use my sweeper every night. But um, uh, there was a, uh, like I said, a lot of the made in Oklahoma uh, mm-hmm. companies yeah. are centered around food. So they kept me fed. So I had some of the best food. Yeah, I had, I had, and, and yeah. there was a blind luck winery was mm-hmm. there and uh, they kept me in wine. So every night I went home with a libation and I was very appreciative. So, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, you know, the, the Oklahoma, uh, they're the, the bee people. So, there's a lady in Tulsa who has urban bees. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, you can't get more local honey than that. Yeah. And she's amazing. And, you know, she's been at several shows. So it's not just the business advantages and the information that Made in Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, gives to us. It really does help us build that family and help yeah. us build that that camaraderie. So, you know, there's a salsa guy that's at everything. The bee ladies at mm-hmm. everything, you know. So it's, it's just a lot of fun to... Yeah work with other uh, made in Oklahoma companies mm-hmm. so yeah it's awesome and that's that's the same every person I've asked that question the tenant says exactly the same thing yeah it's just a big community it is a big community and you know you you uh, find out more sources so mm-hmm. live edge wood is is a thing and so one of the uh, events they weren't in the made in Oklahoma area uh, but you mm-hmm. know I had an opportunity to, to meet me. them yeah. and you know said hey you know do you know about made in Oklahoma he's like no he's like I thought that was all food and it's not so you know it, i think we'll just continue to grow the community and i think focusing on made in oklahoma you do mm-hmm. get not just locally made products but interesting products right. you know it's it's they're unusual they're they're unique they're um you know they bring something that um you know something from a big box store yeah. doesn't bring so. right yeah and it's uh it, it's awesome like uh, you know the, the interviews that we've done um since august you know everyone's been different like i said some of them been centered around food but there's been you know um just some great opportunities great people and great stories and it's and you know for the most part a lot of it's family business too which is always great but um terry i really appreciate your time and and telling some stories and for everyone listening you know go to candle and crate and i'll put the put the instagram and the facebook link and the tiktok link down below so you can click and watch some videos and and see these amazing uh these amazing creations that the guys are making out here and uh order yourself one one day because it's uh your pups deserve it so thank you it's a pleasure awesome thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next episode cheers this podcast is made possible by the made in oklahoma program created for oklahoma's entrepreneurs their free to join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow process or manufacture a good within oklahoma retail stores who sell made in oklahoma products can also benefit from their program above all they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.